the scoreline when he looked at it like looks like a hammering. And it was a hammering though. They scored 28 points in about three minutes, and we couldn't stop them. You know, okay, so it was a hammering. But there's, there's different levels of hammerings here. OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Some of these critics, these pundits. I absolutely adore them, lads. I have unbelievable time from, but they're a great bunch, but it's not acceptable. I'd like to play the hard man when, when they're on it. It's not very pleasant when you're trying to manage a team. All you're looking for is a bit of civility and a bit of decency, but they just dismiss you like, like you know, you have nothing to do with the bloody occasion. All right, you are welcome along to the Quick Picks. We have everyone on the line, I believe. We've got Ashling. how are you? Very well. Tommy, what's the crack? Morning, folks. How are we? And Adrian Barry with a different background. Adrian, how are you getting on? Full house. Where Where are you, Adrian? I'm um, I'm on the line. And, uh, it's been going to be AM this morning. And I have noted, I've made a little note here on, of the uh, elitism on Talton Cup final weekend. The elitism that's already persuaded the narrative. Uh, it's great that they're playing for a holiday fund. It's not just pride they're playing for. Jeez, could you be more patronising? Why? What else is like? I mean, what else is there to, to play for? Pride, the Talton Cup. Do, do, do they need? Do they need a holiday funds to, to kind of rubber stamp this thing? It's um, it's a national it's a national final of significance for the second tier um, of teams. On I'm all for it, you know. Um, Sixty grand, uh, and I, we were talking about Cavan uh, Piero. He, he or she needn't worry too much about it. Um, we're going another direction, obviously. Um, Sixty grand in a group. What, what would they be in a group like? Forty-five ish. Um, traveling party the simple squad and back room and all that sort of stuff 60 grand won't go very far are you going on tomorrow I won't be able to make it but I'll be watching it good stuff um, right let's get into our picks I think we are going to start with the Talton Cup final it is Westmead against Cavan tomorrow let's see who we're picking oh we've got a, a split vote here so myself and Ashton are going for Cavan Tommy, Will and Adrian are going for Westmead Adrian we'll just stick with you for a sec you believe your boys are going to do it I think it could be a cracker. I do think they'll come out the right side of it. I don't think there'll be very much. There isn't very much clearly between the teams. I think it could be an absolute belter of a game. Look at the score lines that people have put up across the year. Two of them put up um, big scores in Westmead's case. Westmead's case that includes in the provincial championship uh, two fifteen against Kildare. Even and I know that that were within a goal of Kildare. Obviously, in the end, uh, it definitely didn't tell the full story of the game, but it did show capacity. And I've like, been very frustrated with Westmead for the last. 10 plus years in their inability to put up any more than 5 or 13 points in any one game and they've blitzed that out the out the gate this year and Cavan have done likewise in games as well um, how, the, how the you know very tight win obviously over Sligo uh, puts the pin of their collar in a way that Westmead weren't against the depleted you know awfully how all that plays out um, will be will be difficult to see, but but the the will be interesting to see. But it's been interesting because both of them as well have really flitted in and out of games, like including Cavan, were six or seven points up against Sligo early on. Um, and I had said on this show before that Westmead, when they're on it, I think could put it up against any of the um, most of the best teams in the country when they play for that fifteen or twenty minutes, which they just haven't been able to put together for seventy minutes. I don't expect that to happen this weekend either. I expect both of them to fade in and out of the game, which could. Um, definitely lend itself to that idea of the cracker. It's almost like um, you know, they have, uh, both of them have the NBA jam catch-up mode on at various points to allow the other team into it to put together a run of ten or ten or fifteen minutes where they're just lashing over scores and drawing themselves back into the match. 
Um, and, you know, if that if that plays out the way Bournemouth have suggested it might, it could be an absolute belter. You've mentioned crackers so many times, Adrian. I just can't stop thinking about cheese. I'm watching dairy, dairy girls. And I, ju- yeah. I just can't help but ask and reveal how is the cheese in France I mean you are in France I mean people like you, there is a there's a lovely French curtain behind you like how is the wine and the cheese in France this is this is you and your element uh, I haven't had a huge amount of cheese so far I've had a little bit of wine but um, technically I'm still working this week on so okay. you know yourself yeah. yeah Tommy it felt that a couple of weeks ago there was consensus that Cavan were going to be Talton Cup champs there was nothing that anybody could do to stop them so why all of a sudden are we all very uncertain about the outcome of tomorrow well, um, um, it depends on who you were talking to back then a couple of weeks ago. Like, oh, you're, you've been Westmead from the start, have you? I call Westmead from the very start. All right, so okay. Westmead were my team to win the Talchon Cup. Yeah, 100%. So um, it's going to be tight. As Adrian said, it's going to be a cracker. I like the way Adrian was talking about the NBA catch-up mode. For me, it's about who has the best purple patch. Like That's, that's the most important part that's going to happen here this weekend. And when the other team gets on top, can they be quelled? So Cavan have plenty of shooters across the board. Westmead are the same. And I'm just backing the likes of John Heslin to just get them over the line. There's a supporting cast now in Westmead that have come to the fore over the last little while and Ronan O'Toole, Sam McCartan, even Lorcan Dolan. Um, that's going to be very close. But when you go through that list of Cavan footballers, there's a lot of quality in that team. Faulkner full back, Clark at six. You've got Galligan and, and Smith in midfield. Two shooters, two quality box office footballers. And that's before you get to the likes of Paddy Lynch and Garold McKiernan. So this is going to be a quality game of football. Ashling, you're on our side of the fence here with, with Cavan. You've uh, stuck. And and I know there was a couple of red flags, I think, in that semi-final against LIGO, to be honest. But um, you've you've stuck firm with, with Cavan for this final. Yeah, oh, and I have. But it, it wasn't easy to decide. I was sort of swayed towards Westmead just on their recent form. I think they've been getting better and better, really improving. They're exciting to watch. But it just swayed me from the Ulster Championship and seeing what Cavan can do. And I think when it comes down to it, we're in Crow Park, there's silverware on the line, the experience that Cavan have. Tommy just went through some of the players there. I think this will mean a hell of a lot to them. And I think they can turn it on when they want to turn it on. Um Mickey Graham is a, an unbelievable manager. They really buy into to, into what he says, and you know they really back him. And I think that they, I think that they can go all the way if you know they put the performance that I know they can put in. We've seen them in the Ulster Championship. We've seen them with a few really surprising results over the years as well. I say twenty twenty against Donegal in that Ulster final as well. So yeah, I think when it matters most, Calvin will show up, but. Look, Westmead have been brilliant. The likes of John Heston, even the likes of Luca Lachlan coming on off the bench a lot of the times. He's been epic this year as well. So they they have that strength and depth through the squad. So it's, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a brilliant final. But isn't it great that we're still seeing these teams at this time of year um, in the final looking for, for silver? It's brilliant to see. Yeah, and it's great that there's a 60 grand bounty on the head of the, the Talton Cup as well this year. I, I think, Adrian, you'd be uh, rightly salivating when you look at having uh, getting opened up a little bit in the second half of that Talton Cup semi-final. I think that that would show that there's going to be plenty of opportunity for that Westmead attack to, to carve them open at the weekend. But I think the Mickey Graham factor has to be brought into account there as well. Surely Lightning can strike twice. He'll have looked at their own tape. He doesn't even need to study Westmead. He'll look at his own tape and say, we can be a hell of a lot better. So they won their semi-final without being 
really really good I would say Cavan especially at the back I thought thought they, they looked quite vulnerable and I expect them to fix it tomorrow and that's why I'm going for a Cavan win but the majority on the quick picks are going for Westmead because uh, Will is going for Westmead yeah. as well uh, final word Tommy before we move on to the semi-finals you were about to come in there Sorry, Owen. Yeah, it, it just all depends on what Cavan turns up. Is it the Cavan team that won Ulster in 2020, or is it a team that lost a playoff, a relegation playoff to Wicklow and Navan in 21 to Ground Division Four? Um, probably the one we've seen this year. You know, the the team that like did, didn't get annihilated in Ulster, the team that did win the Division Four final, that did win their Talton Cup semi final. Like yeah. they've like they're in the final for a reason. They haven't got here by losing games. No, 100%. I'd argue with you though that there was two cabins that appeared this year. The the football that was played in Division Four final was pedestrian stuff. Yeah, it was bad, and right, it was a fair. world apart from the cabin we saw against Donegal. Yeah, and I just think that is that little bit of inconsistency in in cabin is why I'm edging towards Westmead. Okay, the two of them show the same stuff. That's the thing. They're they 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 can turn up on the day, which that's the reason. Either of these teams on the day, if they play to the top of their quality, would be at home in an All Ireland quarter final. Yeah, yeah. If both teams um, play to the top of their quality. Who wins? That's weird. See, yeah. I, I don't think I think Cavan. Yeah, I think if both yeah. teams play to the top of their quality, Cavan win, and and uh, that's kind of what we're probably uh, just, disagreeing on here. I just think Leinster. I just think Leinster's a bit stronger than Ulster lads. And yeah, of course. Yeah, how could how could you possibly disagree <laughs> with that? Okay, so <laughs> it is uh, three for Westmead, two for Cavan. Let's move on to our first semi final. Which uh, let's go with Kerry Dublin first. See where people are going on this one. Okay, everybody's going for Kerry except Adrian, who's your daddy, Barry. Why have you gone against Kerry, Adrian? Um, so now that you've painted that way on, I'm starting to doubt myself already. But um, I, it's, I, there isn't very much between them. There is nothing between either of these games, any of the three of them, in fact. And um, I think that there are still question marks about Kerry. Um, they had nothing to do to win. Like, we don't actually really know the true personality of this Kerry team yet, to be honest with you, this year. Um, they had nothing to do to win Munster. They beat a Mayo side. Like, how how much do we read into where they, had they beaten a Mayo side who were a group who were coming to the end of an era who were dead on their feet, or was that really a really good Mayo side? We know they're really good individual players, but was it a really good side? So you know, on that basis, was it a really impressive win? It's impossible to know, and so there's big question marks about them, and that's part of them. Um, I, I feel it's the former, obviously, and that's why I'm leaning towards Dublin. I um, They have the scar tissue of Cork a couple of years ago, the scar tissue of Tyrone. Very difficult to know where they're at. Um, you know, I heard you were saying earlier on about uh, Kieran Cunningham reporting this morning that Con is 50-50. They're not bad odds. And if he is 50-50, maybe he starts. And if he starts, I um, expect Dublin to win. Ashling, you disagree? Yeah, I do think it's going to come down to if Con starts or not. And I know you shouldn't really put it down to, to one player. But that's actually the way you talk about Dublin now, when we never, ever would have talked about Dublin that way. You know, one player does not make a team. I know that. But, you know, you would have always seen the impact of the bench and that would have made a big difference. But I don't look at Dublin that way anymore. And Con, when he came back, obviously we didn't see him for the league. He came back in championship and he was such a, a spark in that full forward line. And even the way he creates scores, yes, he, he he scores a hell of a lot himself, but he creates scores, he creates the space. He does a hell of a lot for, for that forward line. And I think he was missed big time against Cork. So I think if they don't have him or they don't have him fully fit because it is a hairline fracture, we think, we're not sure. Nobody knows. We're not going to know till a probably a few minutes before the game. But I think with it, without him, it's probably a big task. But uh, I do think it'll be a, a brilliant game. It's going to be close. Some of the matchups are going to be fascinating to see. 
Um, and if David Clifford as well is fully fit, we, we don't know, but it'd be great to see the both of them out there um, from a neutral point of view. But I just think that the Kerry have righted some of the wrongs from last year. Like we used to talk about the, the defensive issues last year. We talked about it at the show the other night on that, you know, that was the thing with, with Kerry that these defensive issues and Paddy Talley's come in, we can see that they've tightened up at the back. And I just think that they, they, they definitely have enough to get over Dublin this time. It has to be. It has to be now. What wasn't this the 2006 World Cup where everybody became unbelievably aware of what your metatarsal was because of what Wayne Rooney was was going through in the build up to it? Everybody is an expert in hairline fractures this week, and that may not even be the thing that Conor Callaghan has. It may he may not even have a hairline fracture. It just seems to have been the buzzword this week. Uh, Tommy, I'm, I, I I obviously misremembered the football pod. I thought you'd actually tip Dublin on the football pod, but uh, you're going no. for Kerry. No, I'm going for Kerry, and just in terms of experts on hairline fractures. We have James O'Donoghue on the football pod who has had a number of hairline fractures over the years. And when I told James the news that was reported in the Star earlier the week, he said, where? And I went looking in the report and there was no information about where that hairline fracture was. Now, I've, I've heard saying, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say it because I haven't got a second source in it where it is. But James says, if it's in your arm, you can make it happen. If it's in your leg, you have no chance. Now, so- the fact that the Star reporting again this morning that it's 50-50, the same paper that reported that it was a hairline fracture. This would lead me to believe that Conor Callan isn't right, but Dublin are going to play him, that he is going to start. If he, that he is, as Ashton said, he is that important. So, Tommy, and, can I ask you a question? Like, So if, if a few weeks ago you know that you'll only get Con for maybe one game, are you hmm. picking Cork, are you picking Kerry, or are you picking Derry slash Galway? You're probably picking Kerry to be fair. Totally. I'd, I'd like 100%. 100%. You back, if you're Dublin... That Dublin team that sure they don't have the same depth, the same strength and depth, but they still have four or five generational players. They still have seven or eight players of multiple Ireland med- more, 13 players of multiple Ireland medals. You're, you're going to back yourself against most teams. Kerry are the team that are coming, but the only doubts about Kerry at the minute is that propensity to shoot themselves in the foot. It's to fall short against Cork. It's to get caught against Tyrone. And sure, there was varying reasons for all of those, but Kerry just haven't proven it yet. On paper, it looks like Kerry are stronger. It looks like they have more options on the bench. They absolutely have more options on the bench. And they're starting 15. In my eyes, the graph of it appears to be marginally stronger than Dublin. That's that's the way it looks, but they have to prove it. And, yeah. you know, the, as I said all week, um, this Sunday is where you prove it. Like This is where you prove you're good enough. This is like just such an unbelievably exciting prospect. It is... Uh, like it is the most important game in the careers so far of all of these Kerry players like with the exception of those who actually won the All-Ireland in 2014 it is the most important day of their sporting lives like this is these are the Normandy beaches approaching them right now as, as they look ahead to Sunday like this is huge like huge significance I don't think we've actually paid enough attention to what happens if Kerry lose on Sunday of course you're going to have the very Kerry focused backlash but also you've got Dublin back in an All-Ireland final favourites for an All-Ireland final I think whoever wins the semi-final will be favourites for the All-Ireland final and potentially back on the wagon when it comes to winning All-Irelands the conversations around how do you stop the dubs will come back up again and that is, that is the huge significance that, that this game has and probably an acute realisation that what Mayo did last year in beating Dublin wasn't killing the dubs it was just stopping them from doing seven in a row that was it the dubs could very well be back and win another few All-Irelands here it could be like Kilkenny in the mid-2010s that this thing in the tail could actually last for quite some time that, I, I think the, the ripples from this weekend are going to be significant whichever way Sunday goes if they lose on, and it would be fright, a frightening prospect from anyone from the kingdom 
but it's 13 years now since Kerry have beaten Dublin in a championship game and all, most of those games 11, 13, 16, 19 twice they've all been close they've all been in the mix they've all been in the mental pot but Dublin kept getting over the line none of us feel like this is the same Dublin that you know 17, 18, 19 that were at the peak during that five in a row six in a row run if Kerry can't get by Dublin a wounded Dublin this week there's a problem there that isn't football yeah, I agree. But it's a it's a wounded carry as well as the thing. Like we, you know, obviously David, aside David Clifford limping around the last day, like five ten minutes in, we were all going, well, he's going to, he has to come off now. And then suddenly he's still taking points, obviously. And look, they obviously have quality everywhere. Oh, but I do wonder about that point about like, well, you know, I see P well seventy four here saying carry under most pressure this weekend, and this group always crack with pressure. I don't know if that's exactly right, but we don't know we don't know where they're at really. This carry team, like they haven't, is the first proper test. Of Kerry this year, yeah, and you just gotta. It's a, it all depends on how much you read into how good they've been on paper and any sort of nuggets you've taken from the league, which isn't very much. So, yeah, there's a lot, a lot to be figured out on Sunday for sure. Derry against Galway on uh, on Saturday tomorrow because we have heard a little bit more from these camps. We have seen Roy Gallagher come out and do a little bit of media and to build up to the game, and everybody with the exception of Tommy, is back in Derry. So, Tommy, wow. like, this is this is like an anti-football pod movement. I was surprised listening to you guys this week saying that, that Galway are, should be favourites. I think the bookies have Derry favourites, but I think you were making the point that Galway should be favourites. Um, I disagree. I think I think Derry, Derry are rightly favourites for this game. But, uh, Tommy, you think Galway are going to get over the line and back into an All-Ireland for the first time in, what, 21 years? Surprised it's 4-1. to I'm really surprised by that. I'm really surprised by that. Galway? Um, an easy call, Ashley. I do, uh, Galway is an easy call. It's you know. How, is, man, Go- how is Galway an easy call? Explain that because because Derry, this Derry group are so young in their journey, right? And all this stuff about well, they have to lose one to win one, and all that sort of stuff. So it's they won the Ulster title side of a team who look at absolutely. And you and Ashley have been uh, bigging them up most of the year. I'm sort of surprised that you've gone. I'm very surprised you've gone for Galway to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's easy to say that they're too early in the journey. Another couple of years down the line, and they'll be back here. And, you know, a Galway team who, admittedly, is at five or six from the 2018 semi-final that are still there. Um, you know, it's been a big turnaround there. But a Galway team who've been at this stage, have a few players with it in, with it in that sort of muscle memory in the bank. Um, yeah, it's the easy call, Tommy. I thoroughly disagree. I think it is an utterly different Galway team that was there in 2018. Actually, very few of them have been there. And actually, Galway are very, very early in their journey under Port Joyce. I just feel that once they got Sean Kelly back and they got through that epic against Armagh, that brings a team together in a way that words can't define. Same with the Ulster title with Derry a couple of weeks ago. I just think Derry were primed for Ulster. We had Rory Gallagher in the football pod last November, October, and you could just feel it. He was targeting Ulster. He was waiting for Tyrone. Didn't look like it he had money in his sights. He even said it during the week. He hasn't really watched Galway this year. Now, I don't fully believe that, but I do believe how tunnel visioned he was during Ulster. 100%. Because you have to be. 100% you have They're to be, Ashton. You, have, but, to be. you but, have to just focus on that. In order to get out of that, to put up those big performances, you meet the big teams in yeah. Ulster. It's not like other provinces. So Totally agree. Yeah, so yeah, no, no, I, I totally agree. But I just, I just, that's why I feel like Derry were ready to go. And I doubted them in the All-Ireland quarterfinal. I still backed them, but I felt like there would be questions asked of them. Claire didn't ask those questions. But I feel like most other counties would have asked questions of Derry in Crow Park and I feel like Galway who bet them in the league not that we're going to read too much into that Galway have too many threats and that's that's what I think Galway have too many threats Derry will need to rack up 
and I know they've hit 118 after extra time or 116 after extra time and 312 against Monaghan I don't think Galway are going to concede the, the same goals I just don't think they are no, even I- though they have so many threats can I just ask if they have so many threats right having said all of that they obviously have one uh, player of a generation Marky Ford if they get the mockers on Shane Walsh is that not it no Robert Finnerty has shot the lights out because he's been number three in every game he's been a number three Galway attacker and last week against Armagh it wasn't the A team that stood up it was the B side it was Maddie Tierney it was Killian McDade and it was Finnerty who stood up it wasn't Comer Walsh and Conroy I just feel like, like Derry are quality they're a brilliant team I love watching them this year I'm just edging. I just, I'm surprised it's four I think, one. I really am. I think, I, it's the, yeah. I think it's the easy call to go for the better finish champions. No, it's well, like, I mean, possibly. But I, I think that you can cut as deep into that dairy attack as well and, and come up with, with big performers too. I think it's extremely tight. Just that thing about the last day, Tommy. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm getting spooked a little bit about Claire's no-show last Saturday. But, like, is there... Are we sure that, that is the sort of thing that brings a team on? Are we sure that, like, it, it's a positive experience for them needing extra time and penalties and the whole fallout from the brawl and having to go through the, you know, jump through the hoops to ensure that Sean Kelly did get off, even though it was a no-brainer that he would get off? Like, I'm not sure that all amounts to something that, that we can speak to as a reason why Galway are going to win. Like, Derry's build-up has been perfect. They had a cakewalk in an All-Ireland quarter-final to settle the nerves. They played and They've won in Croke Park and they've got the sort of, you know, we're also champions, also champions only off their back. They've won their quarterfinal, won it well. I think they're in a perfect place. If we're talking about positioning and, and the, being in the right mood for a semi-final, I think Derry, of all the four teams actually, are in the, the most, uh, in, the, in the most special place, if, if you want to use that phrase. Derry are in unfamiliar territory though. Derry are now favourites. Regardless of whether it's they were, my They were at the quarterfinal as well though. Uh, yeah, but like, you could go out with your chest out. That day, and they did, and actually, and they will this. They will this Saturday for sure. They'll go out with their chest out. But I, what I'm saying is that Galway have more punch, far more punch than Clare. Well, far more well, punch. That's Chris McKay wrapped up. Chris McKay wrapped up Keelan Sexton. Derry didn't even put Brendan Rodgers on a Clare attacker. They didn't bother. They didn't bother. They put Derry, Brendan Rodgers in midfield. So, like, if Derry don't put Rodgers on a Comer, they're going to put him on McDade to try and stop one of Galway's threats from further out the pitch. My point is that Galway just have more punch going forward and Galway's defensive system. While Galway, there's a flakiness about Galway, 100%. You saw the goals that Armagh got laid on. You saw how Roscommon were nine points down and they nearly caught them. Mayo nearly caught them. There's absolutely a flakiness about Galway, 100%. They're not perfect. But I just think they have too many threats across the pitch. And I called Derry against Tyrone months ago and I probably haven't backed him a huge amount since. You know, I thought there were good odds for the Ulster. I just am not backing them in this All-Ireland semi-final. Okay. Well, uh, there was unanimity on the football pod. If anybody from Galway is feeling a, a little bit unloved this morning, both James and Paddy and, of course, Tommy back Galway to win this game tomorrow afternoon. But uh, on the quick picks this morning, of course, the gurus here know better than uh, Paddy Andrews and James. Who's who leading the way? Who's, who's Do we have a scoreboard? Um, not, I'm not sure we do. Uh, I don't. Oh, no, we do. Ashling's leading the way. And Adrian is bottom of the table. I'm not sure oh, if these okay. statistics are correct. They're, but, uh, they're absolutely not right. Yeah. I just, sorry, I didn't get in there, but I just, I'd be afraid of how Derry frustrate teams. I think they'll get in Galway's head. They're just dogs when it comes to that. So I think if it gets into a fight, who's going to come out on top? I think Derry will frustrate teams. Think of the matchup as well. With think think of the Armagh fight. How could you have come up against a team who are more ready for a psychological fight? Armagh who've been I in three brawls already. Would, would be ahead of Armagh in that aspect. Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, this year, I, I do. 
in terms of fighting in terms of football maybe there you're ahead of our man no, but not in terms fight, of fighting not, like as in like uh, you know like toughness out on the pitch get into your head mind games that type of thing I think Derry are ahead of the game of that Rory Gallagher I, has it spread into them <laughs> I think Galway have come through the most psychological physical test they will have so far and it'll stand to them I have been impressed with Galway this year and how they're improving and improving but uh, yeah I just think uh, yeah I think Derry can go the whole way said it earlier on in the year say it again okay Ashling, Tommy good stuff Adrian where are you off to today where, go on Ash you called yeah. it last year Adrian where will you be watching the game from tomorrow I need to get down to Sheridan's home and get myself sorted out. I'll make sure the morning and then uh, and take it from there. Like, I mean, I mean, the lie is up, Adrian. We know you're in France. Like, where, <laughs> where, like, Sheridan, Sheridan. Oh, yeah. Uh, Do we just stop asking questions about this now? Yes. Okay. Well, enjoy it wherever you are in that uh, mystically good-looking place. The, the sun peering out from uh, the curtain over your shoulder. Uh, good stuff. That's this week's quick picks. I absolutely adore them lads. I have unbelievable time from, but they're, they're a great bunch. But it's not acceptable. OTB AM With Gillette Get into your flow With the new Gillette Labs Razor With exfoliating bar 